This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to this special bonus episode from Olive Magazine's Raise Your Cooking Game podcast. To listen to the full roast episode, go to olivemagazine.com, Acast, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a bonus episode of Raise Your Cooking Game Roast, in which I'm chatting to Anna Glover about one of her favourite roast recipes. What is it, Anna? It's, of course, the perfect roast pork belly. Yum. Who doesn't love pork belly? Um, So what have we got? What ingredients do we need to uh, make the recipe? So we'll need rib in pork belly, which is the secret ingredient to this recipe, is having the ribs in. And then you'll need sea salt flakes, thyme, peppercorns, a bit of veg oil, some onion, celery, some chicken stock, cider, and a bit of whole grain mustard to finish the sauce. Sounds great. So how do we get started? So we've got rib in pork belly, uh, which is absolutely fantastic for getting crispy, crunchy, uh, crackling, but also really, really soft, tender meat. So uh, the first thing to do is to put the pork belly in the fridge overnight. So leaving the skin over um, exposed uh, will let it dry. So you're going to have a, a really, really good dry skin, which will make sure the crackling's uh, really, really crunchy when you start to uh, cook it. Yeah, because po- probably what people don't realise is that when you, fridges actually kind of like suck the moisture out of things. So leaving it in a fridge, it doesn't add moisture to it. It makes it drier, doesn't it? Yeah, and leaving it that ex- sort of leaving it open and ex- exposed is going to help with that with that process. And so then the next day, you just use a sharp knife and score the skin in one centimeter intervals. Uh, and it's really important not to go down to the meat. So score the skin going into the fat, but not into the meat, because that will help um, keep the it'll help keep the the meat moist during cooking. Um. So, so you, you've got your sort of scored skin and then you want to mix together sea salt, thyme leaves and black pepper and rub that onto the meat, but not onto the skin. Yep. And so we're going to then chill that uncovered for another hour. Um, so there's sort of two, two chilling stages to this, but it's really useful um, to, to sort of ensure it's like your insurance policy to get really, really great uh, crackling. Um, and then an hour before cooking, you want to bring it back to back up to room temperature. It's quite important to bring meat up to room temperature, isn't it, before it goes into the oven? Yeah, it's really it's really important for um, for the cooking. So um, with the lower temperature gradient, you're more likely to it's going to heat up quicker. So you're you're less likely to dry out the outside of the meat before the middle is is, is got got up to temperature. Um, so we're going to put the oven on really, really high. It's going to be at 2.30 and that's uh, fan one, uh, fan 2.10, gas 8. Um, and you just rub a drizzle of oil over the skin and season with a bit more sea salt. So this is going to allow the, the skin to puff up. Um, and make sure that sea salt goes in between the scores that you've cut as well. Brilliant. And how do we set up the tray then? 
So we've got some onions and some celery, and they're going to act as a trivet for the meat to sit on. But also, which is the secret, the secret weapon in this recipe, (laughs) you've also got those ribs that are on the base of the meat, and they're going to protect the meat as it cooks, but also act as this trivet. And I guess the um, I guess the um, the onion and celery is going to flavour the gravy later on as well, isn't it? Yeah, they're going to sort of soak up all those delicious meat juices as it roasts and comes out of the of the meat. And then you're going to get a lovely gravy um, when, when you when you rest the meat. And then are we giving it that initial blast of heat that we talked about in the other episode? Yeah, so we, we, the oven's on quite high and then you, so you've got a bit of oil over the skin and you're just going to roast it for 45 minutes. And that's going to like give you really, really crunchy skin on on top of the on top of the meat. Um, and then you turn the heat down to one sixty, uh, one forty fan gas three. And then you're going to pour the chicken stock and cider around the meat. But it's really important not to touch the skin. So you're going to pour it carefully around the, the edge of the of the meat. So you you don't want to like sort of undo any of that hard work you've done to make the, make the crackling. And then you're going to cook it for three hours at this low temperature, which is going to, so the fat in the meat is going to melt. It's going to sort of uh, make really, really juicy meat. And uh, all of that flavor is going to go into this delicious cider gravy. Yeah, I love I love the idea of that, that you're, you're not doing anything like complicated to make a gravy. You're literally just pouring in chicken stock and cider and it's going to meld with everything else and make it. That's my kind of gravy. <laughs> yeah, it's like the oven's doing all the work. You know, you just put everything in and all like the meats, all the all the flavours there already. Um, and the the great thing about this is so you've sort of done, you've, you've, you've got the high temperature to start with to make the crackling and then the low temperature to get really, really soft, meltingly uh, tender meat. But also if you if it's not if you're not quite happy with the crackling and you want it to go a little bit further, you can turn the heat up again and roast it for a further 15 to 20 minutes until it's super properly crisp. Gorgeous. And how do we finish it off? So you move the pork onto a serving or carving plate with the onions um, that were in the bottom of the tray that we used as a trivet. And then you loosely cover that with foil and leave that to rest, as we were just talking about, as you make the gravy. And so you just pour some of the fat off the uh, cooking juices because uh, pork belly can be quite fatty so you don't want too much fat in the gravy and then top it up so it can be quite a strong flavor because obviously all those flavors have sort of evaporated and reduced quite a lot especially with the cider so you just add a bit of water um if it's too strong um and then just simply whisk in some delicious whole grain mustard so you've got lovely mustardy apple vibes there but if you wanted to thicken it slightly you could just add a bit of butter and flour mashed together and stir that through the sauce if you wanted a really thick gravy um and there you have it fantastic what would you what would you serve that up with i think i'd serve it with some savoy cabbage yeah i was thinking cabbage yeah and like mashed delicious mashed potatoes right starving now that sounds amazing (laughs) thanks Anna um and if anyone wants to go and check out the full recipe you can search for perfect pork belly perfect roast pork belly on olivemagazine.com um thanks for coming in today Anna and sharing all of your tips and tricks it's been lovely to chat to you thank you that was the Olive Magazine podcast for more information on things we talked about in this episode and to check our back catalogue of over 200 episodes, head to olivemagazine.com. Mm-hmm.